Hello, and welcome to Painting the Palliative Picture. We are a group of five Queen's medical students with the goal of busting the myths of palliative care. Whether you're a community member or a healthcare professional, we hope that you can leave this podcast feeling more comfortable talking about palliative care with a patient or a loved one. Hi everyone, my name is Rachel Allen and today I'm back with Ann Fisher, a patient experience advisor and palliative care advocate, to do some palliative care myth busting and to hear about the different ways patients can be supported by their care team once they've decided to go down the route of palliative care. A lot of folks, I'd say, um, think that palliative care is the same as end of life and that by diving into this discussion with their healthcare team, they're withdrawing from treatment or they might be days away from the end of life. When we heard Bob's story in our last episode and about how he was being treated even up until his very last week, it shone a light on the kind of myths that, that are prevalent in this discussion. What other myths do you think exist out there? And what are the ones that you are really wishing to debunk? For me, there are two myths that stand out. And one of the myths, I believe, is that um, patients um, believe that when they're directed to palliative care, that they believe that everything will fall into place easily and that they are just on a track record where where they don't have to maybe initiate anything on their own in terms of care in the home, the, the advanced care planning, the way they want to see things go towards the end. And I think sometimes families leave it to the end before they have these questions. And so they, so I think one of the myths is that you think things will just fall in place. And then I think another myth is that uh, we may believe as families that once we're introduced to palliative care, that that means that there's no hope for us, that we're on a trajectory that is towards death, and that maybe the concern could be, will the doctors care for me in the same way? Will I have the same hope? Can I, can I have the same hope that things could turn around? And so I think there, those are two really common myths that I um, have experienced in talking with other uh, patient experience advisors. Thank you, Anne, for sharing those with us. It's clear from your story how these myths might have manifested themselves in Bob's experience. And you spoke earlier about how his care didn't exactly fall into place, and you felt like you were shorthanded through the process. I was wondering, who was it that actually started the palliative care discussion with you and Bob? I believe it was actually our family doctor. I believe we went to our family doctor, and I believe that she brought up she really asked us how Bob, Bob and Ann, what would you like to do? Would you like to have Bob die at home? Would he like to, how comfortable are you with that? And that really gave us opportunity. We knew right away anyway. And, our, you know, it was a little bit different for my husband and I, because we were very comfortable with the idea of death. I think his diagnosis had been so long. He'd had it for such a long time. And there had been so many phases to it that, Uh, When Bob started to go downhill a bit, we could see that that was going to be the end of the road. He was going to die. He wasn't going to recover with this serious illness. And so I think we we had talked about it alone together. 
And, you know, we come from sort of a faith community where death is not something that's to be feared. So I think that gave us a real sense of comfort. We had lots of family and friends around us that we could discuss death with. So that really helped us as well. But I believe it was our family doctor that that really began the conversation early on um, when we because she we started with her when Bob was actually in, in a very late phase. Right. And through Bob's treatment, you must have had FaceTime with plenty of different healthcare professionals, even after he had decided on palliative care. In these encounters, what would you have liked for these healthcare providers to have been able to offer you? Or what do you think is important that they bring to each discussion? Okay, so I think there's so many things that we can do um, as caregivers and as uh, healthcare Givers. And I think one of the main things, first of all, is for the physician to really um, be able to communicate clearly the disease that the patient has and to be able to show uh, a roadmap of what that disease will look like for that patient. And while we don't know all the ups and downs about the disease for individual patients, I think that it's so important that the patient and family are given a realistic roadmap of what this could look like. So if they have a realistic roadmap, they can maybe have uh, maybe two roads, one road where they can um, think of the best and maintain hope that maybe there will be a very positive outcome. And then there's another road where if things go awry, what will the plans be? And I think what that does is it gives the family and the patient a sense of hope that they can focus on the hope, but knowing that there will be a plan in place if things change. And I think that gives the family a sense of control so that they feel like they're not going to be caught off guard if something changes quickly. So I think that's one of the main things that a physician can do. I think also being really comfortable talking about death with the family. And I think, you know, we, it's sort of society doesn't really encourage us to be comfortable about death, but it's a natural part of living. And so I think that's really important that, um, as you know, I speak for myself as an RN, but also as a uh, patient experience advisor, my husband having died of, with cancer, I think when the health when the health community doesn't feel comfortable, then that gets translated to the family. So it's so important that that we talk about it at every opportunity, and it can be a very hopeful discussion. It can be couched in the the, the way that you know. So how can we make this road for you the most comfortable, the most um, hopeful, um, the most caring road for you. And I think that's what healthcare providers need to communicate. Maybe at every opportunity with every specialist that that patient sees, every nurse that that patient sees, that there be an encouragement to talk about advanced care planning. But it can be, it can be discussed in a way that's not... Um, 
the, in, in, a, in a more comfortable way, just to ask, what are your plans? What have you got in place? What are your wishes at this time? Have you changed any of your ideas about the care that you want? So that it gives the patient lots of opportunity to think about it. And maybe for the healthcare person to be able to speak into their life and say, have you thought about this? This is one family has chosen to do this. And I think, you know, the most important thing with palliative care is that the family get to choose, the family and the patient choose together where that person wants to die. And I think that's so important. And for some families, they will choose home. Other families will choose the hospital or a hospice. It depends on the comfort level of the family. But I think talking about um, end of life issues is so important right up right at the beginning to normalize it. Thank you so much, Anne, for taking the time to speak with us today, for sharing your story, and for helping us to debunk some of the myths of palliative care. You're so welcome. Thank you. It's been a real privilege for me to speak with you.